Welcome to School for Writers, where we help you ditch the starving, tortured artist cliche and thrive. No more struggling over whether your story is good enough or wondering if your voice deserves to be heard. It's time to step into the power of telling your story to the world. I'm your host, Lauren Marie Fleming, and I'm a book-obsessed, queer, fat, witchy, kinky, magical, divinely loud woman. And I know what it's like to have society tell you to sit down and shut up. But I'm here to tell you that you've been silenced for far too long. I created School for Writers to help you push through doubt and fear so you can stop procrastinating and start writing. Because the world needs your story now more than ever. And because I cannot wait to read your book. Welcome to School for Writers. Let's get to it. After 2020, I know that a lot of us can be a little nervous about setting some goals for 2021. Heck, this year's already been kind of a crazy wild year, right? Well, here's the deal. You still deserve to create time and space in your life for your dreams. This is your year to write your book, to journal daily, to go back to that ritual that you used to have of journaling or writing, whatever it was. I know that the world seems like it is on fire right now, but you still deserve to carve out some time in your life for writing, which is why I have created for you the Write More Challenge. For 10 minutes a day, for just 10 days, 10 minutes a day, for 10 days, that's totally doable, right? I'm going to help you create the physical and mental space that you need in your life to write. So get started on your writing right now. Don't put your writing dreams off for any longer. Not because of a pandemic, not because you're busy, not because of anything. Your dreams, they deserve space in your life. And I wanna help you carve that space out. So check it out at writemorechallenge.com. Welcome back to season two of the School for Writers podcast. Whoa, what a year 2021 has been and it's only a couple weeks in. I know this podcast helped so many of you through the tumultuously wild ride that was 2020. And I hope that it can bring you some inspiration, education, and entertainment in 2021 as well. Whatever this year may bring for you and for us as a world. When I asked you all what you wanted to hear in season two, I heard an overwhelming response of two things. One, tips for writing a book. Don't worry, I'm going to help you with that. And two, Tips for journaling more, also gonna be able to help you with that. So this season, we're gonna focus on those two topics. When I polled all of you on Instagram what your goals were for 2021, so many of you, an amazing amount of you, said that you wanted to start a daily journaling practice. That's so wonderful. I'm sure that you've heard me wax poetically about my one true love in life, my journal. But I'm gonna say it again here, having a journaling ritual will completely and totally transform your life. It's one of the most powerful things that you can do for your mental health, for your ability to make money, for your ability to have a successful business, for your ability to write a book, for your ability to de-stress. It helps every single part of your life. I mean it when I say that journaling will completely transform your life. It is an amazing tool that can be both your therapist through hard times, your best friend to celebrate the good times with, and your life coach when you're stuck in the middle. But all too often, I see people jump into journaling and make these mistakes that I'm about to talk to you about and do nothing. 
their journaling practice just dies before it even starts. Head nosedive straight in, dry lake bed, head first, head cracked open, never gonna journal again, this is stupid and I hate it. Well, I don't want that to be you. So today I'm going to show you the five mistakes to not make when you wanna start a daily journaling practice. Now, don't worry, this isn't one of those posts. Y'all know me, I'm not gonna be sitting here telling you how wrong you're doing it or how horrible you are. Quite the contrary, actually. The key to journaling is finding out what works for you. So these common mistakes happen when people listen to other people or think about other people, not you, not what you want to do, not what you want your journaling practice to be. So even though I'm telling you these tips that I found, you can also tell me to go away and do it yourself. But these are the common mistakes I've seen. You ready for them? Okay, let's go. Here are the five most common mistakes I see people making when they first start trying to journal. One, holding out for that perfect, wonderful, beautiful, magnificent, forever notebook or journal. Listen, you are not Charlotte from Sex and the City looking for your lifelong companion on every single date. Instead, think of yourself like Samantha, trying out whatever pleases you in that moment. Your journal doesn't even have to be a notebook. It can be a voice memo on your phone, a legal pad set by the side of your bed, Scrivener, an app that I love for my computer, or a similar writing software. It can be a sketch pad. It can be post-it notes. It can be a napkin and a bar. Remember when we could go to bars? I'm excited about being able to write in napkins on bars again someday soon. Whatever you want to use, it doesn't have to be fancy, and it absolutely shouldn't keep you from going and getting a journal just because you're waiting for the perfect, absolute wonderful one. Me personally, I use $2 college ruled spiral bound notebooks from my local grocery store because they're easy to write in. I can flatten them. I can tuck them away in my purse even. I can bring it with me everywhere. I can tuck it in my drawer. It's so easy to take everywhere and carry around with me. Plus, if I'm running low on space, I don't have to go online and try to find some pretty new notebook. I just grab another one the next time I go to the store to pick up groceries. I first started using college-ruled notebooks because I was in college and I had college-ruled notebooks. So I bet you have something around your house that you can grab and start writing in right now. Don't wait for the perfect notebook. Go right now. Number two mistake that I see people make is putting pressure on yourself to write every single day. Okay, I know that I told you that I was gonna help you figure out how to have a daily journaling ritual, and maybe one day we'll get there. But if you start there, you're going to set yourself up for failure. Yes, it would be wonderful if you had an hour every day to spend to sit down and write out every single thing that you've ever thought ever. But eventually, life is going to happen. You're going to miss a day, then one day becomes two, and two days become 15. If you put too much pressure on yourself to write every single day, you'll get discouraged. And if you miss a day, you might potentially give up. Instead of trying to write every single day, like some people might suggest, even sometimes me, try starting with just an hour a week, or even a day a month, or whenever the heck you feel like it, because really there's no rules when it comes to journaling. For me, I average about five to six days a week, sometimes one day, sometimes every day. But even if I journal just one single day a week, I celebrate that because that's one more day than I would have done if I'd given up. So start small, start with just one day, start with just today and go from there. Mistake number three, 
trying to be Virginia Woolf. Listen, Virginia Woolf's diaries are famously poetic and profound, but I bet there is a load of garbage in there too. I bet there's total, complete trash. Things that sound horrible, that make no sense. Why? Because diaries and journals are meant to be dumping grounds for ideas and feelings, not a collection of your most brilliant thoughts. If you want to make it brilliant, go write a book. When you journal, especially at first, especially at first, you need to let go of that concept of good and focus instead on just getting whatever is in your head out onto the piece of paper. Just write it out. We're gonna have more journaling tips later, but for right now, just think like what literally whatever you're thinking, just grab the pen and write it out. Type it out if you have to. Whatever you're thinking, it doesn't have to make sense. You don't even have to use periods or punctuation or capitalize anything if you don't want to. If you want some more tips on this, you can check out the Write More Challenge on our website at schoolforwriters.com. Mistake number four, waiting until you've got more time or space in your life. I've got some bad news for you. Your schedule, it's never going to miraculously clear itself up for writing. I too wish that little elves would stop baking cookies and trees or making presents with Santa and come cook me dinner so I could write instead. But in my decades of writing professionally, that hasn't happened once. I keep hoping they'll show up though. Instead, I have to proactively carve out time to make writing happen in my life, and so do you. You have to find that small sliver of time, push everything else aside on your table, grab whatever pen and paper you can find and write. Now, if you want some more tips on this, don't worry, I have this amazing thing called the Write More Challenge. In just 10 minutes a day for 10 days, I help you create the space in your life that you need to create a daily writing ritual. You can learn more about that at writemorechallenge.com or go to our website. We've got a link up in there for you. Also, as always, every link I mention is in our show notes. But whatever you do, don't wait until miraculously your calendar opens up. You make time for the things that matter and journaling matters. It will transform your life. So let's make some time for it. If you want some help doing that, check out the Write More Challenge. But all you really need to start with is just 10 minutes a day for 10 days. Mistake number five, our final mistake of this episode is sticking to just writing. I know I'm a writing teacher. I'm not a doodling teacher. I'm not a drawing teacher, but journaling, it's not just about writing. Journals can include anything that helps you get your thoughts out of your head and onto paper, including doodling, collages, drawings, lists, stick figures, image boards, whatever you want. That's what's awesome about it. If you're looking for some inspiration, check out the Passion Planner or the Bopo or some of these journaling hashtags on Instagram, or better yet, Follow us at School for Writers on Instagram. We have lots of inspiration for you to help you come up with ideas for what to write in your journal, including weekly journaling prompts. Okay, those were our five most common mistakes that I see when people start to journal. So be honest, how many of those mistakes have you made in the past? If your answer is all of the above, don't worry, I'm there too. I have made every single one of those mistakes. If you've made these mistakes, that's awesome. That just means that you've tried to journal and that is great. Let go of the pressure to be perfect and let yourself simplify the process as much as possible. All you need is something to write on and something to write with, that's it. Then all you need to do is sit your butt down in that chair or heck, you can even do it standing and write. Don't worry about it being good, that comes later. With journaling, your only job is to let the words come out as you think them. 
If you want some more help with that, head to schoolforwriters.com where we've got journaling tips and tools for you. And don't forget to sign up for the Write More Challenge. It's a great way to jumpstart your writing routine. I hope that these five mistakes to avoid actually inspired you to go let go of self-doubt and go write. If you need more inspiration, remember to check out schoolforwriters.com and follow us on Instagram at schoolforwriters. Happy journaling, and we'll see you in the next episode. Are you ready to hear the first book wreck of 2021? I'm super excited about it. The book recommendations have started becoming my favorite part of the podcast because they feed my desire to devour books and buy more books. And even though I don't need more books, I keep buying more books and I'm okay with that because I need them for the book wrecks, right? This, I'm doing this for you all. The good news is it's also encouraging me to write and read more. So that's also exciting. And this book Woo, you guys, I love a good escapism book. Y'all know this, especially during a pandemic when the world seems on fire and I can't go anywhere. And Kevin Kwan is an amazing escapism writer. And I don't know if you've read the Crazy Rich Asian series. I devoured them. And then I went to Singapore and loved them so much so that I read them all over again. I loved the Crazy Rich Asian series. So I bought Kevin Kwan's Sex and Vanity the minute it came out. Now I have to tell you, I started reading it, and the first couple chapters, I was like, eh, okay, maybe he was like a one-hit wonder. I'm not so sure about Crazy Rich Asians. Then, like, the follow-up, eh, whatever. And then I kept reading. And then I kept reading. So it took me, like, two weeks to get through the first, like, five, ten pages, and it took me a day to read the rest of it. I devoured it. It's set on the island of Capri, you guys. Capri. I want to go to Italy and hang out with rich people in their amazing chateaus in Italy. And since I cannot currently do that, but I, if you are listening, rich person with the chateau in Italy, I will happily come to your villa with you. But until COVID is over, I, the only way I can get there is through Kevin Kwan's Sex and Vanity. And I just, I absolutely loved it. It was amazing. It was great. It was sex positive in a really beautiful way and like body positive in a really beautiful way. But it also made me want to go out and buy Gucci. So it's this weird feeling of both of those things, which they don't have to be mutually exclusive. But I'm not sure Gucci even makes my size. But still, anyways, I love Kevin Kwan's just like pure, unadulterated money porn. It is all about rich people doing wild, crazy things. And I loved it. If you are looking for the perfect escape, and you haven't read Crazy Rich Asians yet, go read those first. And then come back here and read Sex and Vanity by Kevin Kwan, our first book recommendation of 2021. Happy reading. You just finished another episode of the School for Writers podcast. Woohoo! Go you! Did you know that we're more than just a podcast? School for Writers is a full service support team helping you to get your story out into the world. Here are three ways you can get even more writerly inspiration and education. Number one, subscribe. It's so easy. All you gotta do is click that little subscribe button down below wherever you listen or watch the School for Writers podcast. That not only guarantees that you don't miss another episode, but it also helps support our continuation of this show. Number two, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest at School for Writers. Every day we post helpful tips and tools like journaling prompts, reading recommendations, and live interviews with inspiring experts. Number three, visit schoolforwriters.com where you can check out past episodes, join a writing program, and get even more tips, tools, and inspiration to support your writing life. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our Write More Challenge. 
a 10-day program to help you jumpstart your writing routine. Thanks again for supporting School for Writers. We'll see you next episode. School for Writers is produced by me, Lauren Marie Fleming, with editing and support from Samantha Olivares. All rights reserved by Las Maestras LLC. Our music is De Lejos by Ilabamba. Check them out on Spotify. Big thanks to the team at Terrorbird and big thanks to Kristen Hozak. And of course, a massive thank you to you, the listener. Now put down this podcast already and go write. I'll see you in the next episode.